Welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. The crossroads where culture, lifestyle, and community meet. All hosted by the legendary New York radio TV personality and proud Harlem American, G. Keith Alexander. Well, thank you so very, very much. And welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. Wherever you are, I appreciate you for joining our neighborhood as we hang out together in Harlem America. Today in the What's Hot Spotlight is Regina Taylor. Regina is a Golden Globe and NAACP Awards winning actor. She gives a critically acclaimed portrayal as Marion Shields Robinson, the mother of former First Lady Michelle Obama on the Showtime series, The First Lady. Regina can also be seen on the CBS series, Blue Bloods, playing New York Police Department Captain Terrell. And in addition, Taylor is currently a part of a collective called the African Diasporic Network that will debut Echoes of Us Now and Always from today, July 15th to July 17th at the Marines Memorial Theater in San Francisco, California. So it is my distinct honor and pleasure to say that Regina Taylor is what's hot. Greetings and blessings. Greetings and blessings to you. So nice to have you on. I mean, gee, we we're, we got really excited uh, when we found out that we could book you today. And uh, my uh, uh, digital guy, uh, Richard uh, Lalite, or Lalite, uh, he likes to be called. Uh, my 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 Siri, my phone calls Lalite. But anyway, Richard called this morning to say, I can't believe it. She's one of my favorite actresses, and oh, wow. he raved about. You in Lovecraft Country, which we'll talk about a little bit later. So, I like to uh, start off with why don't we take the Wayback Machine and you tell us what it was like growing up as little Regina Taylor? Uh, growing up in Dallas, Texas, uh, the child of Leonel Taylor, a single mom. Uh, south of the Trinity River uh, in the West Dallas Projects. My <laughs> mother taught me how to write uh, from as far back as I can remember. I was writing children's books, creating children's books really? uh, from construction paper and crayons. And, uh, and that was the greatest, one of the greatest gifts that my mother gave me. And she was a teacher, so uh, she was very mindful uh, letting me know this is a way for you to tell your own stories, uh, create your own um, perspective, and set that down. That you start with your dreams and you figure out how to navigate this world through um, perspective, hard work, uh, strategy, hard work, uh, to create those dreams, make those mm -hmm. dreams concrete. How do you do that? And to name yourself in this world as other people will try to name you as you move through. So that was a, a great gift. Always wanted to be a writer then uh, and, and went to college to study journalism because I thought that was the practical thing to do. Uh, and um, as I, I was in college, Southern Methodist University, in Dallas, uh, I took an acting class to, my counselor said, to fill out an extra credit 
and I fell in love with acting. Uh, similar reasons, I love writing, I love books, uh, to immerse yourself into um, other people's lives. You can time travel, uh, you, can, you can become and become and become uh, beyond uh, skin, bone, uh, time. Uh, you can become, uh, you can take those journeys and then return to yourself, hopefully uh, a little bit more empathetic and also uh, a bit more expanded. Uh, that, that's, that's what I love to do then uh, as, I, as, I, um, as I act and, and write. Uh, uh, other forms became uh, available uh, directing as well. So, all right, so, so your mom gave you this gift and uh, you took this gift with you uh, through your whole career, but exactly where did it really become a reality for you? At, at, at what point in your life did you actually become a, a professional at it? Well, um, my first job was while I was still in school. Mm -hmm. it, um, through um, Mr. Henry Fonda. Mr. Henry Fonda was visiting our school. He was doing the oldest living graduate as a live broadcast for TV, CBS. Mm -hmm. And so he was in the hallway. I started following him down the hallway, too shy <laughs> to go and say hello. And uh, someone, uh, an agent, saw me stalking Henry Fonda said, <laughs> who are you <laughs> and are you an actress? And, you know, I, I, I was taking my, my 101 class in acting. So I said, sure. <laughs> and uh, she said, there's this audition uh, if you want to go to it uh, for this made for TV film about the Little Rock Nine uh, starring, um, um, oh, uh, starring uh, Joanne Woodward. So I said, okay. And she said, uh, can you go on Saturday? It's off the freeway, uh, Motel 6. And I said, okay. <laughs> and I, we'll keep I, a light I, on for you. Ah, uh, well, I took my biggest cousin with me uh, mm -hmm. and made up a, a resume, just made something up and uh, took a, a Polaroid picture, went <laughs> in, and I got the job. Wow. And uh, it was uh, about the first students to integrate the Arkansas school system. Um, and I, that summer then, I, and I think I was about 18 years old, uh, I took my first plane ride. Uh, to Arkansas, and and we we shot there, uh, and it was really revelatory. Uh, here here we are, in this exact spot, the same school where they had to have military come in and escort these young people into school to protect them because of their skin. Going into this, uh, what was a white school. Uh, uh, their black bodies were put on the line uh, for integration. 
and it became very real um, uh, with the real understanding that the people who were watching even a shooting were uh, coming over in between takes and saying, yes, I was there on that day. Really? I this. I experienced this. Yes. Uh, and I think that that added to my consciousness as an actor, because that, mm. was, that was my, my, my break at that moment, uh, was that you can combine uh, what is um, entertainment uh, to uh, education, to social justice, to these ties, this, this overlapping can happen. And so uh, I, I've carried that with me uh, from then. And you were 18? Yes. Okay, so now did you go from there to now this other really uh, uh, critically acclaimed film, Lean on Me? Did you yeah. go from that to Lean on oh, Me? I wish it was a, a, a quick hop, skip, and a jump. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, after, after that, I was still in, I was still in, in college and determined to graduate. Uh, so I went back after filming that summer, I went back, changed my major to acting, and uh, I, I then um, studied acting, uh, graduated, went to New York from there, moved to New York, uh, and starved for a while. Uh, did all these odd jobs. Uh, so uh, you, you do these jobs that People don't care if you come back the next day because you have an audition, you know. So I, I'd be you know, uh, refurbishing houses. Uh, really? I would walk. I would you know, house it. Uh, I uh, housekeep. I would uh, be one of those people uh, at night. You had to go at night to put up posters along the walls because it was illegal to put these posters of shows right. uh, that were coming. Uh, that I didn't get hired for. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I did all these odd jobs. Uh, started then breakthroughs at the public theater mm -hmm. uh, and did, uh, with Joseph Papp, uh, did a lot of shows at the public theater, starting out with Spear Carrier, No Lines, to uh, one or two lines on stage, to understudy for uh, map of the world for Alfre Woodard. That was when I first met her. Oh, okay. uh, just amazing, amazing, uh, beautiful human being. And mm -hmm. uh, and um, uh, I worked through to a company at the uh, Joseph Papps Theater uh, that we did Shakespeare. Um, we did All's Well That Ends Well, um, uh, Hamlet. Uh, we did uh, All's Well That Ends Well, we did Romeo and Juliet, uh, and we did the M play, Macbeth. Uh, and uh, I started with uh, uh, the smallest roles and worked my way through. So with Romeo and Juliet, I did uh, this character who has a couple of lines, and he says, hang him, Jack. You know, I shaved my hair. Uh, so I could like, play this character realistically really? for those two lines, hang them, Jack. And I would even uh, uh, stay after rehearsal and rehearse those lines, 
hang them down. Hang them down. Like, you know, there are no small roles. Uh, you you uh, take what is given you and you do the best possible. And I remember being uh, in the rehearsal hall uh, mm -hmm. in the theater uh, and, and we traveled all around uh, not Central Park, but all the other parks in Manhattan, in Brooklyn, Staten Island. We did all the parks uh, at doing these shows. Uh, and we were at the Anspacher as well. Uh, and I remember being in the theater mm -hmm. and uh, you never knew if Joseph Papp was around. Sometimes he'd be not necessarily present, but you smell a cigar. <laughs> so uh, I was there after rehearsal and I smelled a cigar and I'm looking around the theater. I look up and he's in the rafters and he's watching me rehearse these three lines, two lines, hang them Jack, something, something, hang them Jack. Uh, and he uh, became a huge supporter uh, encouraging my career. Uh, so that by the time I was in that company for about a, a year and a half, and by that time we had moved to the Biltmore Theater on Broadway, uh, and uh, by that time I was playing Juliet, uh, the first black, the first black actress to play in a Shakespeare uh, the performance. The first one to play uh, Juliet on Broadway. Yes, yes, uh, wow. and then. Uh, we, we went on and did uh, Lean On Me uh, from there. And, and different doors open. I travel around the United States uh, regional theaters doing Shakespeare um, and, and um, started doing film as well. Incredible. What a, uh, an interesting and uh, dynamic career when working with Joseph Pappen to have him support you in, 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 in that way. That was great. Uh, dur during that time, uh, what actors were you in awe of that you've gotten a chance to work with or look, still looking to work with? Oh, well, so many, uh, so many. Uh, it, it, I, I've been really uh, blessed with the folks that I've, I've had the opportunity to work with, uh, uh, including uh, Morgan Freeman uh, with that uh, lean on me. Um, uh, I got a chance to, to act with, uh, before, before lean on me, I was in a Sea of Love mm -hmm. that starred uh, Al Pacino. Ooh. And I had one scene one-on-one -on -one with Al Pacino. And I told all my relatives, all my friends, oh, I'm in this movie with Al Pacino. <laughs> Not knowing that you shouldn't say those things until the movie is out. Because right. by the time the movie was out, they cut my scene. Oh. Um, but uh, uh, I got a chance to work with him. So you got a chance. Well, you know, I have an Al Pacino story. I was uh, celebrating a birthday uh, once here in New York, and there was this famous club that everyone went to called Elaine's. Uh, yes. And and so uh, I'm sitting at, at a table and across from me, it was just me at the table, along with uh, high voltage. She and I had come together uh, and there across the table from me sat Al Pacino. And I was in such awe of Al Pacino because I had seen all the 
the Al Pacino movies and stuff. I just couldn't bring myself to say anything to him. I just yes. sat there, you know, like, you know, and then finally when they came out to sing happy birthday to me, he, he, he participated in singing happy birthday to me. Yeah. But uh, wow. Al Pacino. Yes. Uh, and, and uh, Sidney Portier, I was uh, quite in awe. Of, <laughs> uh, and we did uh, a Western, a good day to die. Uh, is the name of it. It was a, a mini-series. Uh, I missed that one. Oh, uh, I was so excited to work with him. Uh, and he he lived up to every expectation, just beautiful and gracious and kind and generous, always. And he was also a, a great mentor. Uh, it was um, Sam Jackson. Uh, the Negotiator. The negotiator, um, uh, Denzel Washington, Courage Under Fire. Yes, I remember that one. Great, you were <laughs> it, great. It's been it's been a, a just a host of. Uh, I did a movie uh, recently um, uh, that was written by um, Joe uh, Joe Cole. And it was um, all day and a night. And I, I, I really enjoyed uh, working on that film. Joe Robert Cole, uh, who uh, was uh, the writer for Black Panther. Ah. It's, um, oh, yes. That, oh, okay. All right. Now I, now I connected the two. Okay. Yes. And but uh, uh, before you go any further, uh -huh. I'm sorry, before you go any further, we must take a break right now. But when okay. we come back, I'd like for you to finish that, please. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here with the, uh, the legendary Miss Regina Taylor. And we're going to talk more about her life and career when we come back on Harlem America. Uh, What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. Don't go away, please. Harlem, America. It's about Harlem. Harlem is my town. Carver Bank, where 80% of every dollar is reinvested in the community. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint of heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. America, where Coca-Cola is helping you enjoy less sugar. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, 
please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You're listening to Harlem America, talking to the world from the heart and soul of New York. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us here at Harlem America. Our guest today, our special guest is Ms. Regina Taylor. But before we go back to her interview, I just want to remind you that Next week, next Friday, we're going to boldly go out into space. Uh, You've seen the images from space, uh, this new telescope. Well, our special guest next week is the astrophysicist, Mr. Mr. DeGrasse, Neil DeGrasse. Grass will be with us on Friday to talk about space. And in the meantime, in this space, we've got Regina Taylor. So, Regina, I'm sorry I had to cut you off. We had to go to a break. Uh, please continue. Uh, yes, uh, working uh, with Mr. Denzel Washington uh, was, was really amazing. Uh, courage under fire uh, to uh, just uh, the present moment. Uh, with um, by Viola Davis, mm. and, uh, first lady, uh, we we worked. Uh, we've known each other for years, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. The first time working with each other as actors. First time I saw her was in an August Wilson play. Uh, Which one? Uh, that would have been was it Seven Guitars? I think that was Seven Guitars, uh, and. Um, uh, I saw her uh, in Chicago, and then I saw her on Broadway, and and just you know just loved her, loved her, followed her around, uh, had the opportunity of working with her uh, on one of my plays, Oopla D, about female jazz musicians in the '40s. So she did uh, the reading of that workshop of that, uh, playing the lead character. So uh, it was really very special getting to act with her. Uh, with this piece and and seeing uh, also her her growth uh, in the industry to being a producer now so all of that's uh, really exciting uh, I, I love working on the Wonder Years most recently too um, and the Jenkins Family Christmas for BET um, all of all and and yeah going back then to um, Lovecraft Country. Yes, tell us about that. Revolutionary, (laughs) subversive, (laughs) exciting uh, entertainment that was mind-blowing, taking us through our history, our history as African-Americans in this country uh, uh, from from the perspective of of sci-fi and horror. 
uh, horror stories. Uh, I, I hadn't seen, uh, I didn't read any of the script except the, the piece that I was in, which was about the Black Wall Street massacre. Right. And I was very moved to uh, be in that episode, uh, in the last two episodes, uh, depicting someone uh, who uh, had been uh, living in that town and who died in that town. Hattie. Uh, yes, by acts of terrorism uh, in the United States of America. Uh, that um, I was very moved by that. Again, stepping into uh, something that is part of our history mm -hmm. is real that a lot of people didn't know about. So that part of education uh, and that part of uh, social understanding uh, played a part in, in, in that piece. But uh, I, I then got to see the series roll out in real time, uh, not knowing those other episodes. And I was going, oh my God, how did this get on the air? How did, how did, how, you know, and I was going, Misha Green, uh, you know, Jordan Peele, uh, Abrams, uh, uh, Misha Green was on the set. And I was going, this came out of your mind. How are you in um, uh, pitching these ideas to people in, in a room in California, in Hollywood, uh, going, okay, so I see uh, where uh, 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 she's a black woman, we see this black woman, and then all of a sudden, her body starts shifting and explodes, and then a white woman busts out of her body. And I'm going, child, uh, yeah, uh, it was, it, it was uh, so woke. It was uh, so uh, pushing the envelope. Uh, it was uh, truly. I, I loved Anjanu Ellis also in that. Uh, there's an episode, love, 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 love everyone throughout, but there's this episode um, where she's at, at one time, she's in France, um, a la Josephine Baker, and then uh, by the end of that episode, she is a warrior um, priestess on the battlefield in Africa. Uh, wow, it was just so, and I, you know, you just start cheering, you know, I'm just like yelling at, at the screen at certain points with this series, uh, showing uh, characters uh, and, and dimensions that I had never seen before uh, in, in, uh, in this, in, in TV. Well, yes. you know, our audience really needs to binge watch this series. So it's where it, it, it's, it's uh, on demand at HBO now? Yes. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, you have to go and watch Lovecraft Country. Uh, it yeah. is uh, an incredible piece of work. And they canceled it too soon, right? Yes, they did. Yes, I, I was going, uh, each, each episode, I was going, how are they going to top that? How are they? And they kept topping it. And so I was so looking forward to uh, the next season.
Incredible. Wow. So, all right. So now we, 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 we got your uh, performances, but you, you've also written so many pieces uh, based on what you told me, the gift that your mom has given you. Uh, uh, what are some of the, the, oh, you have something that's uh, debuting today and uh, it'll be uh, running until Sunday. And it's in San Francisco, and you were one of the writers on that as well. Uh, yes, it's a series called Echoes of Us, directed by Michelle Shea. And it has a host of just amazing, amazing writers, actors, uh, doing this series uh, that is planning to travel around the country. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I'm, I'm very excited about the launch of this in San Francisco. Uh, and and beyond. You, you know, right now in the news is uh, Clarence Thomas um, for you know his uh, antics, I should say. Uh, and you played Anita Hill. Yes. Strange. I'm sorry. Say what? Strange Justice was the name of. Strange Justice. Yes. Yes. What are your thoughts? What, what did you learn about that um, uh, period of time when uh, Anita was uh, trying to uh, warn us about this, this guy? Well, um, in, in doing my research for that part, I, I did get uh, the honor of, of meeting Anita Hill, having lunch with her one day, as well as you know, doing the research in terms of all the videos, tapes, uh, the books, uh, about that period of time, that very disturbing period of time. And I was thinking how brave she was to go in that room and to speak her truth. Uh, at that time, this was before the Me Too movement, uh, and she was alone. Uh, standing in front of the world uh, with this uh, questioning of her of her character, uh, and I, I I then thinking about that came to uh, Justice uh, Katanji Brown. Uh, how how so many things are are the same and yet different. Uh, that I I loved that moment when the congressman uh, stepped in um, and spoke out loud for her, about her, for her. Uh, and they had that, uh, that interchange that was, was quite moving. Uh, there's someone, and I was going, uh, this, this, this wouldn't have happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Um, 30 years ago, uh, how things uh, remain the same in how they were treating uh, Judge Brown, uh, Justice Brown, um, and how she represented us very well, I thought. Oh, yes. Oh, without a doubt. Very bad they, they tried to unnerve her, but they yeah. couldn't. Yes. Uh, and how someone in that room stood up and said, you know what, guys, this is wrong. Uh, this should stop. Uh, this is who she is. And she is everything 
everything and more that we need on this bench. Uh, that that happened um, uh, was quite, uh, was very moving to me. Would you be open to play uh, yes. Jessica Tanji Brown? <laughs> Let's put it out there right now. <laughs> we'll put that out into the universe. That would be such a great honor. Yes. Oh, incredible. Uh, so uh, I'm yeah. going to, uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to throw out the names of some of the performances that you've been, some of the shows you've been in, and give me one or two words, it, you know, off the top of your head, okay? Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite shows, The Blacklist. Yes. Oh, uh, I, I, I love all the players in, in The Blacklist. It is enormously entertaining and intriguing. Okay. Um, another show that I really enjoyed was uh, Elementary. Oh, I love, uh, you know, uh, the young woman who has written it and stars in it and is now, uh, it is, uh, has so many Emmy nominations. I laugh out loud and at the same time, it is so relevant. It is so true. Anyone who knows educators, they know that is is down pat uh, in terms of, of uh, representing them. So very well, yes. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Uh, I was in that episode about this woman who's in the hospital and she keeps waiting for her mystery man, her, uh, this, this, Everyone thinks she's just hallucinating this guy uh, that she's in love with. Uh, and uh, in the end, and, and she's putting off her, her um, surgery until he comes for her. Uh, I, 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 I thought uh, it was very tender. Uh, and uh, I love the writing in that, creating this very unique character, uh, quirky, unique character. Um, I love embodying her. Yes. The Good Fight. Oh, um, The Good Fight uh, harkened back to uh, Anita Hill for a moment uh, yes. in terms of the circumstances of this woman that I was portraying uh, and uh, uh, the history of uh, abuse from an employer. Uh, I, uh, I, I love that series. All right, now this, this goes back a little bit. What do you remember about being in Losing Isaiah? Losing Isaiah, uh, first time I met Halle Berry. I remember uh, meeting her on, on uh, the lot of, of the set we were on. And so beautiful and so gracious. Clockers. Okay, uh, Clockers um, was very exciting uh, to work with Spike Lee and to play that character who was this ferocious mother trying to protect her son from being swallowed by the streets. And uh, Mackay Pfeiffer uh, was the guy I was trying to protect my son from, uh, stop him from, from uh, dealing drugs. 
And there's the scene where I just haul off and I'm just fighting, fighting him, literally just hauling off and hitting him, swinging on him. And um, the first time we shot it, uh, Spike was like, okay, Regina, you're going to have to actually hit him. You're going to have to like, you know, put something <laughs> up in because I was, I was trying to be, you know, trying to be careful. <laughs> and Makai said, you know, I'm strong. I'm young. I'm strong. Go ahead. <laughs> and that was all the permission I needed. And the negotiator. Negotiator. Uh, Mr. Denzel Washington. Uh, and, oh, no, Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. Uh, Sam Jackson. Uh, and uh, I, I just love working with him. He is very real. He is very down to earth. Uh, loved playing his wife. Uh, and uh, those scenes that uh, captured uh, this other part of him uh, aside mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. professional, what, uh, what is he? Who is he on the other side at home? Uh, and I thought that was really important that uh, that was depicted. Well, okay, now, uh, your life and your career, do you have any regrets? Anything that maybe you, did you give up anything? Did you have to give up anything in order to become the Regina Taylor that you are now? Uh, I, I, I live a creative life. That was the mandate of my mother, to live a creative life, and that's what I do uh, on a daily basis, whether that is... Uh, writing, acting, directing, uh, teaching, whether that's how you create a meal for your friends, whether that's how you, uh, how you uh, gardening, uh, to, to be creative, uh, to have some aspect of that. And certainly I got that from my grandmother too, who had nine children. Uh, if you got $10 uh, left in your pocket and another week to go before your paycheck, how are you going to pay the bills and feed those children? You've got to be creative. So uh, that is is a mission and purpose in how to share that, uh, how to to grow that, uh, how to inspire that in other people uh, coming up. I have no regrets in that. I and I I love um, I love writing uh, so much. I, I I love the opportunities to uh, be. Uh, at that point, uh, one of a few handful of, of black people, black women, who presented on Broadway. Uh, but certainly with uh, pieces such as um, That Was Drowning Crow, an adaptation of uh, Chekhov's The Seagull, or, um, or Crowns, uh, which mm. is about um, the legacy of African-American women uh, wearing mm -hmm. hats to church, a musical uh, that has toured uh, around and, and far uh, for, for several years, uh, or what I'm working on now uh, about the Fisk Jubilee Singers, or Ubla D about female jazz musicians in the 40s and how rare uh, female uh, jazz musicians are to this day. To this day. Well, can it's we take a... Can we pause for a second and please excuse me, we need to take a break, and, uh, but we'll be right back. And I want the, our audience to know that uh, we've got Regina Taylor here and it's such an honor to, uh, to be with her and please don't go away, we've got more coming. Thank you.
The home of Glasso Smart Water is Harlem America. Harlem America, the home of Coca-Cola Zero. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something that you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint at heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480 741 today. You're listening to Harlem America. I love it a lot. For entertainment. Check it out. Check it out. Empowerment and health and wellness. Harlem America. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, so, <clears throat> excuse me, we're, we're here with Miss Regina Taylor. And uh, Regina, you were in the middle of a thought, and I had to pause for a uh, commercial uh, break there. What... Uh, can you continue for me, please? Uh, yes, we're talking about writing and how much I love writing. Uh, that um, these pieces from Crowns to Ubla D uh, to um, um, uh, adaptations of Chekhov to. Uh, I'm working on a piece right now mm-hmm. called Resistance. Uh, and I've been working on this for. Uh, uh, in, in different iterations over the last couple of years. Um, I, I did a program uh, for uh, my uh, alma mater, Southern Methodist University, writing a piece for its students um, during COVID, uh, talking mm-hmm. about how we continue to teach, how we continue to create and connect to audiences, theater, uh, during these times of, of, of being uh, staying in place. Uh, so I, I wrote this piece that was intended to, um, and we did rehearse online and then we presented it live, live streamed it, um, and uh, then continued this initiative to a broader um, audience, uh, a broader members so that students could create their own pieces. And, and uh, the piece that I wrote uh, were these uh, shorts, uh, uh, songs, uh, scenes, monologues about the events of the day from George Floyd to COVID to mm. um, the p- presidential race um, uh, that uh, encompassed the perspectives, the myriad of perspectives of African-Americans. So the African-American students, they were quite excited to be 
uh, represented and to represent in that piece. So uh, broadening that play out then to this initiative so that students could create their own pieces and mm -hmm. with their mm -hmm. own voices uh, through their own disciplines. So whether they were musicians or uh, or uh, singers or writers or athletes or scientists or uh, that they then could have a say in what they were receiving in this world uh, during the period of 2020 to 2021. Uh, these changes, these shifts that we're going through right now. Mm -hmm. uh, to have a voice in that, that then extended to uh, invite um, uh, the teachers and then the communities, so politicians uh, to doctors talking about how their practice uh, practices have changed during COVID, uh, to um, policemen, to um, journalists going through and, and, and doing um, articles about just various people. So however you wanted to express yourself about um, these times, uh, this was a platform uh, during this period that I'm continuing now with the uh, Highlander in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone went through the, the Highlander uh, including Reverend Martin Luther King, and it continues to this day as a place of social justice and its representation uh, in encompassing um, um, the arts as well. So I'm working on a piece about Fannie Lou Hamer for them. Oh, really? Yes, that we'll be do doing a reading of in September uh, during their festival. Um, uh, so uh, again, joining uh, what is um, um, this craft, this art, uh, to uh, uh, ties tying it to directly to community social justice and change uh, is the encouragement. I see. So now I understand when when you they call you an activist also. So I, now I see how you tie it all together. Uh, yes, yes, we can't, I, I try and, and give voice to people who may not have voices and to encourage people to speak uh, because this is not the time to be silent in this moment, right. in this world, and certainly in this country. You're absolutely right about that. So um, justified, um, I read somewhere where you're in, that you're working on, you're working on something called Justified? Uh, I, I'm working on a TV series at this current moment in Chicago uh, mm -hmm. called Justified, starring Timothy Oliphant and uh, Miss Anjanou Ellis. So mm -hmm. I have a three episode arc uh, that I'm, I'm just completing in this next week. Oh, that's why you're in my hometown, Chicago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I've, okay. I've been I've 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 uh, been here, uh, have a place here in Chicago, mm. uh, and uh, uh, currently uh, mm -hmm. in Hyde Park. Ah, okay, okay. Now, uh, you know, Harry Lennox is in Chicago yes. as well. Yes. I, I've had Harry on the show, and of course, for folks who don't know, Harry's in Blacklist. Um, 
Have, have you had any interaction with, with Harry there in Chicago? Because he's opening up a oh, theater yes. or something. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm very excited about his center uh, that, that has received so much support from the city. So I'm, I'm very excited about uh, what he does. He, uh, he also is interested in the arts, uh, social justice, education. Yes. Okay. Well, I wish you tremendous success with uh, Justify. Uh, and also now August, uh, next month is August. There's something happening with the National Black Theater Festival. Yes. And you're going to be a part of that as well. Yes. I, I love the National Black Theater Festival. Uh, it is a place for people around the country, African-Americans, to come and present uh, new work, old work uh, to come together. Uh, it's, it's old home week. You know, you see people that you, you haven't seen uh, for a while or, or mm -hmm. brushed into for a bit. A great uh, opportunity to network and uh, to get the work out. So I'm, I'm uh, doing a reading on August 3rd at 11 p.m. Winston-Salem uh, Marriott uh, of uh, a new piece of mine. Uh, so it's a great opportunity to get some uh, amazing talent together and to hear the piece uh, for the first time. You are also playing a New York City police uh, captain, Captain Terrell uh, on Blue Bloods. Tell us I, about that role. I, I had the opportunity to be on Blue Bloods uh, earlier this year uh, and uh, to work with Tom Selleck. So uh, that was, that was uh, quite wonderful. I love the show and, and to play this uh, fierce character who goes toe to toe uh, with Mr. Selleck uh, was challenging and amazing. Do you like playing strong characters, strong women? I, I, I like playing, um, I think, uh, people who have some some complexity uh, because uh, in playing a strong woman as it were the challenge is to find her vulnerabilities how do you uh, give it the shading of humanness uh, that uh, they they are fragile in some spots and uh, they cover sometimes uh, with uh, leading uh, with uh, something that is the armor of the human being and how you crack that armor to see who's inside. Uh, so uh, my characters uh, usually are not one or the other. I love playing Molly Blaine in the unit uh, for that reason, that she was the leader of uh, these women who are married to military men. Uh, and uh, through that arc, uh, you saw uh, uh, her her weaknesses underneath, and and certainly some mistakes that she made, and how how she dealt with that uh, became really interesting. Um, uh, one of my favorite characters was with "I'll Fly Away," which uh, that was also a breakthrough moment. Um, playing this uh, this woman 
in the 50s, late 50s. Uh, we shot that in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Sam Waterston. And uh, you see uh, this woman who is a housekeeper uh, during this time uh, to this white lawyer, Sam Waterston. Uh, and what fascinated me about that series, uh, I, I thought, at that moment in time, is that you saw beyond her hands, that you saw her mind and her heart. Each uh, series started with her diary, so you could get inside of her mind, her perspective, and through that arc, you saw her not only in the white household and who she was to the white family, you saw her in her own community uh, with, with her father, Bill Cobbs, uh, with her daughter, uh, with her, her uh, uh, women friends. Uh, she even had a boyfriend, uh, which I thought, uh, yes, uh, not desexualized, uh, but uh, full-blooded, full-rounded, uh, well-rounded woman who uh, goes from being a part of this community during this time in the South to uh, an expansion of uh, being a part of the civil rights movement, a foot soldier in it. And so she became pol politicized in that, um, growing, growing. And how do you uh, take the stereotypical role of, of maid and the history of that in, in cinema and really turn it on its ear? Uh, that was very exciting to do. We are running out of time, but I want to tell you, you have been uh, so wonderful, so special. We've loved you in all these various characters, and now you've filled in the blanks for us. Uh, now we know more about you, and uh, which is wonderful. And I want to thank you so very, very much for taking the time to uh, be a special guest on What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. And uh, uh, is there anything you'd like to say real quickly? We've got about uh, 20 seconds. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking with you today. That's all you got to say? Uh, <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you would give us some words of wisdom, but hey, I'll, I'll, I'll accept oh. that. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very, very much. We'll see you next week. And remember, next week we've got Mr. Neil deGrasse, who's going to explain all of this, uh, you know, uh, the stars and the, and, and the universe and, and all this stuff to us. Uh, but thank you so very much. And you have a great day. And Regina, thank you so very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. We'll be back next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. in New York on the Voice America Variety Channel and the Harlem America Digital Network. Thank you for listening.